I would love to get sponsored at some point and then have a hole we fall into every time we have to do an ad. What's that? Is it our friends at the Creosote Chimney Sweeping Log? No! No! It burns so well! Now that's a clean chimney. (laughs) Gotta keep my references on year. Okay, 1990. (laughs) God forbid we don't. Oh my god. It's just better to do that. Um, I'm not going to be saying things like life hack. Oh my god. (laughs) Get ready to LOL, guys. Things are about to get kooky and crazy. It's 1990 and every Saturday morning. Hey guys, can you believe it? It's really 1990. I'm Adam Fair. <laughs> and I'm Dusty Griffin. And you don't believe me? <laughs> it's 1990. It's 1990 and we have no idea what the phrase in your feels means. Oh, that's true. You know, what we do know is that bad means good. So get ready for a really bad podcast. <laughs> Who's bad? <laughs> Us. Well, anywho. On with it, anywho. <laughs> 1990. Boy, you know... 1990 gets me thinking this time, Dusty, because <laughs> I just see all this work and all this animation. I mean, oh, these people must have shit a brick putting this stuff out. This is really hard work making a cartoon. <gasps> this is hard work. The cartoon making part. You know what's easy, though? Ripping these cartoons to shreds. Boo! Adam, why don't you start? Hey! <laughs> no, we're doing it opposite. Go! <laughs> Where's your notes? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Dude, it's 1990. And you know what? You're listening to this through the internet. And the first internet company is introduced in 1990. PSI Net and EU Net. God, I love this part. The they, go, they go into commercial use and everyone's going like, wow. Uh, Douglas Wilder becomes the first elected Amer- African-American uh, governor in American history in Virginia. Uh, Nelson... <sighs> Nelson Mandela is released from prison Excellent. in South Africa. After 27 years, I believe. That's true. ESA and NASA probe <laughs> the just, just ESA. Right it's better to start with the. <laughs> the NASA probe Ulysses is launched into space. The NES probe somebody? And because of that, Margaret Thatcher resigns, I'm assuming. <gasps> uh, demolition then begins on the Berlin Wall in celebration of those two events. <laughs> I don't know history that well. But you know what I do know is that no network represents the uh, American spirit more than the American broadcasting uh, channel. Uh, the You're top not basing that on anything. <laughs> I'm assuming it's uh, the A's for America. It's ABC this week. So the top series on uh, ABC in 1990. This is real whiplash here. This is all on one channel. Life goes on. America's wow, okay, funniest okay. home videos and America's funniest people in prime time. Ugh. MacGyver. Oh, whoa. Who's the boss? Head of the class. All right. Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. Davis Rules. That's with Jonathan Winters. Uh, Roseanne, which means coach is on soon afterward. Dinosaurs. Wonder Years. Doogie Hauser. Cop Rock. Oh, this, not This schedule starting to get crazy. Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers. And I think the most important addition here, Twin Peaks. 
is somehow on the same time as all of this stupidity. <laughs> That's a lot. Adam. That's a cultural whiplash. You're right. That is a lot. Jesus. Isn't that weird for one yeah. channel to have that many important shows? Oh, I remember. Wait, ABC I, wishes they were. I remember sitting it. at the theater and the commercial for Cop Rock came on. <laughs> and everyone was just like, <laughs> no, not really. Not really, right? But it really <laughs> happened. <laughs> Don't Google it. <clears throat> um, Splickling of ungloogable. It's eight o'clock in the morning. And it's time for old episodes of New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. He's back. Yeah. The show that ran from 88 to 91. This is season three of four. Voice of Jim Cummings, John Fielder, Ken Sampson, Peter Cullen, Patricia Paris, Hal Smith, who you know is Otis the Town Drunk from Andy Griffith. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Melody, Mike Gow, and Tim Hoskins. What? Okay. What a a crazy crew. Yeah, you know... (laughs) Any thoughts on Pooh? How many times have we watched Pooh now? This is probably second or third? Yeah, third. We, we've watched it a bunch, but this is a different series. This one is um, stepping into the 90s. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Pee and it's Pooh there's on stuff, a silly old Winnie the Pooh. There's stuff going on. You know, I started with the first episode of the series, and, and it starts you off with like a Christopher Robin is having a nightmare, and you're in like a dark dystopian Pooh future oh yeah and he's he's running through and everything's scary and there's a half a lump i don't even know right he's 10 years old get him it's silent pooing i think the joke here adam i think they were like look what we're doing to poo we're gonna do this in 1990 because we're extreme and you know it's like that state sketch like don't let your children go out and play forget about it he's dead run bigly (laughs) yeah i swear to god that is what the opening they could be running guns for the yakuza and then Christopher Robin wakes up to let you know that no, it's not going to be like that. His really. bed eats him like Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah, Adam. So, did you find? Is there anything that you find different about this series than the others? Um, uh, than the other poo-based shows, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than the where everything feels a little rushed, they they kind of ruin Rabbit. I think ultimately the character that suffers the most from the theatrical short Winnie the Pooh's Disney put out in the show is Rabbit becomes a real douchebag. Mm, mm, I can see it. Do not enjoy Rabbit on this show. Yeah. Same same guy doing the voice, I I think. Um, Poor Rabbit. <clears throat> I don't know. Rabbit, the two characters I find the most interesting watching Winnie the Pooh now are Rabbit and Owl mm-hmm. because they are outside of Christopher Robin's imagination. He, would they never meet him? I mean, no, they exist, but they're real. Like, they're animals that Christopher Robin imagines having personalities, whereas Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore, and Tigger are all dolls that he perceives with personalities. Mm, I see, I see. Interesting. So, in that respect, you would think Rabbit and Owl would be tight, but they do not get along. (laughs) Mm -mm. Uh uh, because I don't know, how would you describe the character of Owl? Like Rabbit's pretty easy. He's real persnickety, and he's a gardener. Uh, you know, Owl's more like just in everybody's business, right? Do you think Owl's full? Deal? Do you think Owl's full of shit? Is what I mean. Do you think his blowhardness is pulled out of his ass, or do you think all of these things are true? These relatives he talks about. Nah, I think he's full of shit. <laughs> uh, I think it's in a way you will learn to eat those words. <laughs> That in a way, in a way, everyone in Pooville is. You know what I mean? That's but, true. None of this is really happening. I mean, because they can't figure anything out. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's not like there's a particularly wiser person. Right. You know, it's like the who's the wisest one? Rabbit you'd, or owl? You'd think it's rabbit or owl, right? But and, no. they're, and they're the most real too. But I think maybe Kanga might be the smartest of the Winnie the Pooh bunch. <laughs> you're right. You're but right. I think she's just kind of based on Christopher Robin's mom. Oh. Knowing the way these boys write women, pfft, you're either a mother so, or a whore. Kanga, you know, the most self-aware of all of them. So. <laughs> but um, I wanted to get more into Owl because I watched Owl in the Family. Oh, nice. <laughs> which I'm just realizing is a pun. Tell me out your Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think about that. <laughs> Stop calling me Meathead. I guess that tracks. Um, so Rabbit is compulsively counting his vegetables uh, when he has to kick some crows out of the garden. Uh, I don't like we how don't. many how many people are fucking with Rabbit on this show. He's got bugs, crows. I think there's another thing that eats his shit, too. He's obviously got anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's why Christopher Robin, maybe in this version of it, they're like, oh, well, Rabbit's... You know, they look so twitchy. Maybe that's because he's on constant paranoia <laughs> over his possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> also, he lives in a tree now instead of a hole. Well, that's, I don't know about that. A um, little difference. Yeah, you know, I, I got a couple. Of, or, I've just got one thing I'm going to say in a bit about their land. Okay. I just don't want to blow all my. The acre wood. <laughs> I don't want to go through the whole wood this early. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so a pumpkin ends up on Rabbit's head. Hilarious. And Owl recalls a relative that had had his tail feathers stolen. Nobody asked for this. And Rabbit tells Owl he hasn't had time for Owl's imaginary family. So why, So now we know Rabbit doesn't believe anything Owl says. Uh, so Owl takes this opportunity uh, to re-examine himself. He's like, am I lying? Which is an interesting trait to have, to not know whether or not the stuff you're talking about is true, but he doesn't yeah, say it with confidence. Saying. He's not any brighter than the rest of them. So he, he's going to dig into his family tree, Pooh and Piglet come to Owls and point point out how he's the only owl in the woods. Right, right. Um, and Pooh's offhanded remark about a family reunion causes Owl to hold said reunion. Uh, so Pooh is in charge of invitations, so his dumbass ties him to balloons. Uh, owl gathers food um, me- on the meat. Oh, yeah, I already read that. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, some... some uh, some crows are mistaken for owls and Pooh invites them over to Owl's reunion. Wow. Where they trash his house. Pooh is not bright. Um, <laughs> Rabbit says to Pooh, do you know what this means? And Pooh says, Owl's a crow. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, the crows continue uh, eating Owl uh, out of house and home. So Piglet and Pooh dress like owls. But their costumes immediately fall off. This is like three seconds. Mm. Idiots. Uh, a wash a wash of sadness. A sudden knocking on the door leaves Owl's aunt, uncle, and cousin Dexter in in place that he does. They do exist. <laughs> Hooray. Wow. wow. <laughs> so you guys are on the edge of your seat. And they're not crows. Two things happen in this cartoon. Uh, <laughs> the crows are sent running. And a rabbit arrives and has to eat crow. No. <laughs> oh, tasty. Razor's edge. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know about Winnie the Pooh. I feel like somehow I always felt like the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh kind of diminished the the goods. Like it was like, well, now that I see this all the time, it's a little less special. It's a little less animated too. Yeah, yeah. You know, Adam. Like as a matter of fact, 
uh, I watched a couple of them, and one of them I watched involved uh, them going to a movie. Okay, I did see that one. Yeah, and I was just like, "What is? What is? You know, where's the place they live? They live in the hundred acres. I guess, but you know what? They never quite make it clear. I kind of thought that was his backyard. Maybe you diehard poo heads out there can tell us. <laughs> yeah, poo heads. So, is this the hundred acre theater? I don't know. I'm, I'm just <laughs> the like, hundred the hundred the, screen theater. <laughs> this, is there a currency they use? I don't know. You yeah, see, that that would be telling too. Like, where? What country are we in? right now mini adventures of winnie the pooh because i think it's america suddenly that looked like an english library earlier i don't know what's right, going on right. you know so lazy i think the difference in this pooh series is that they're trying to mix in some modern issues kind of you know <laughs> like but even though in this Big lip, you're always story. on your phone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> He's so insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Yeah. So anyway, Pooh is funny on this. I guess I'll give it that. This is one of those situations where, you know, even done wrong, a couple of these characters are still very appealing. Eeyore and Pooh, in, in particular. Mm-hmm. Everybody else kind of mm, yeah. pushing their luck. Oh yeah. You know, speaking of Eeyore, I want I want to say. Uh, oh. I like when that happens. Bother. He does that on the show more. Oh. When he gets falls into the shit. He uh, literally falls into a pile of turds, Biff Tannen style. So I just uh, couldn't get past, you know, Optimus Prime's voice. Oh yeah, like I just forgot he's in the mix. Because the first one I watched was like uh, actually season three, episode seven, and it was it was. Oh yeah, the voices are a little different too at the beginning than uh, this season. Oh yeah, so. I think Paul Winchell's on there still at the beginning, doing Tigger. Mm-hmm interesting so i don't know you know i i didn't really care for it i feel like everybody everybody <laughs> was trying to modernize everything in 1990 and uh i don't know does Pooh ever put on does, is Pooh ever on a skateboard on this i think that's the real question i know he must have had sunglasses on but i think they were ladies so i can yeah. pass uh if he was on a skateboard though gross i don't know i'm about to do a fake eat and don't scribe <laughs> Watch I'm going me. to Lollapalooza. Watch me shred. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a hot pocket? <laughs> They're in my ass. Rip. So. You know what else? I never saw Winnie the Pooh on with any other Disney afternoon type show except Gummy Bears. And boy, it made Gummy Bears uh, look gorgeous. You saw I, it. already looked pretty good. I guess they're like, it's all bears all morning. Roar. I don't even like that combo. <laughs> yeah, they're bears, aren't they? But he's so low energy. I'm not going to bounce. I'm more jiggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my ass is stuck. <laughs> so, nah, this is not my favorite version of Pooh. Um, Straight up. But you know what? I haven't seen all of those Pooh movies. <laughs> um, but I know one of them has the exact same plot. The Tigger movie has the same plot as that owl. Just take out owl and put in Tigger. Pooh and Piglet dress like Tiggers. They immediately drop their pants. Because they're like, well, I'm not used to these. <laughs> Woo! Yep, yep. Then Pooh gets drunk. Hey, look at me! <laughs> this hey, you know, when when I, when I we lived in Arizona and the skies had little puffy clouds and, oh, they were long and clear and there were lots of stars at night and it would rain. Oh! <laughs> 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 Anything else about Pooh? No, no. Tired of that shit. Um... Just kidding. Love you, Poos. Uh, so it's 8.30. The strike while the iron's hot hour. 
Yeah, right. The Wizard of Oz. What? It was a hit in 1927. <laughs> and now... <laughs> well, it's 39. But this this movie's like, let's pick up right at where we left off. 13 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with rights acquired from Turner Entertainment. This is a big fat Deke show. Deke. Um, when the ruby slippers magically appear on Dorothy's front door... They cause her to return to Oz, where the flying monkeys have resurrected the Wicked Witch. There, the wizard's balloon suffers from evil wind, <laughs> which keeps blowing our heroes in the wrong direction. I know, yeah, it does. This place is crazy. <laughs> Why is this happening? Why? You know, so are you looking forward to this, or are you right away? I think there's even a more modern Wizard of Oz show, so it's not like this show, this movie's irrelevant to anything. But were you were you not looking forward to this? <laughs> Um, no, I think, you know, cause I was mildly familiar with it, but the, it's so weird to what to expect when you hear Wizard of Oz cartoon. What do you mean? Tell me a second thing about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. There's several things about it that struck me as weird, but, um, not the least of which, you, you know, you said, first of all, like it picks up right on the heels of the movie. Click, click. You know? And, uh, one thing I thought was interesting was like. They kept their gifts from the movie, like so. I don't think they did. They did. They've got. They kept them. Really? They, yeah. There's a line in there. They're like, "I've still got my brain. I've still got my heart." Oh, I guess and you're so right. I they're talking like, about them. So I was like, but "Wow." They still seem to be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. This it didn't really ah, change no. them. There's some woggle, woggly logic on that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you talked about the fact that they're always uh, the wind's always blowing because. You know, Oz is in a balloon and he's stuck in a balloon. And he and the story is that he just keeps getting blown from place to place, and they're trying to find him. Yeah, I think the Wicked Witch is uh, blowing him, and he just keeps moving away. Yes, because um, she has been resurrected. <laughs> I do like that the voice of the Wicked Witch of the West is Tress McNeil. Oh, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> she just sounds like one of her mean old ladies. Nice, like Agnes Skinner from The Simpsons, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a crystal ball. It works once a day. Yeah, gummy berry juice style. Gummy berry. Uh, so it featured the voices of uh, Liz Georges as Dorothy, David Lodge as Scarecrow, mm-hmm. Hal Rail as the Tin Man. Uh, but he's the <laughs> fun side note. He was the uncredited voice of Predator Two. Whoa. Charles Adler, who you know from Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Cowardly Lion. Frank Welker, a little obscure guy no one's heard of, does Toto. Uh, B.J. Ward is Glinda. Alan Oppenheimer is the wizard. And they're all under the vocal direction of one Susan Blue. Oh. Why wouldn't they be? The mother from Friday the 13th Part 7, Susan Blue. What are you doing to my daughter? God. Amazing. Everybody remember that? (laughs) She's amazing. So she's, do you? She's a million. Multi-talented lady. Um, yeah. So what? What did you see? Do you remember uh, what kind of antics they got into in your episode? Um, just mostly blown around. You know, I've got. I just actually, I didn't note. I watched the first episode definitely, <laughs> and uh, one thing that hit me is they are not in a hurry to save Oz. Like they're just no. like, what's going on over here? And then they're like. They have a whole episode before they even think about, like, we should continue to find Oz. That's our mission. But no, they're like, 
let's go over here and oh the munchkins are having an election you know and <laughs> they're like to, yeah let's go to the dinkton bowling alley they like they stopped for a lot of shit <laughs> yeah yeah i i thought the munchkins had too much of a role in this like god you know yeah the episode i watched uh we're not in Kansas anymore. Open with them immediately losing him. And he was like, uh, sorry, look for me in time town. So he can plan where he's going out of control by the witch. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, so folks, the witch, as you recall, died in the movie. She disintegrated. Yeah. So in here, what happens is, uh, just scoop her up or something. Her flying monkeys go into the woods and they take a bunch of moss and leaves <laughs> And they, they stack them up Boop. and they make a witch. And then they bring her back to life. It's creepy. Wow. If the art was better. I hate to trash art, but this doesn't look very good. Uh, eh, yeah. What do um, you think? You thought it looked good? Well, I didn't think it looked incompetent or anything. Um, mm-hmm. So the episode I watched, uh, they lose the wizard to time town and Dorothy immediately like starts losing her shit and sobbing with frustration. She's there. She's lamenting uh, Kansas and it's overheard by the witch and her crystal ball. The witch then hatches a scheme and suddenly Dorothy's locket of auntie M begins calling for her to return. Dorothy, where are you? (laughs) Uh, The three losers promise to continue searching and Dorothy clacks her shoes together and returns home. That's her answer to everything. Yeah, just tap everything away. Toto seems angry at her uncle upon meeting uh, Dorothy again, but Dorothy ignores the obvious sign of wrongness and <laughs> visits with her sick aunt, who's acting weird. It's the witch! That night, while Dorothy tends to Aunt Witch, the Oz gang visits Time Town, where stupid clock people live in a dumb giant clock tower. At home, an oblivious Dorothy sings somewhere over the rainbow because we own it, and her ruby slippers disappear and reappear on a sleeping cowardly lion. Aunt Witch and Uncle Flying Monkey uh, search Dorothy's uh, room for the slippers but find nothing but an angry Toto. Uh, <laughs> they give him a zap in the tuchus. Uh, that morning, the lion discovers the slippers, and they ask Glenda for help. She tells them to use the slippers' power, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they all appear in Kansas. Dorothy whines about her missing shoes, and the witch reveals herself impatiently giving up on her complicated scheme within one day. Mm-hmm. The Oz crew arrives, battling off the witch and monkeys, uh, but the Pussy Pussy caves saying, I give up the slippers! This don't hurt me! They end up uh, on the monkey somehow, who the witch spanks for the shoes, but he uses magic to blast her away. Taking charge of the evil castle back in Oz, the monkey turns the witch into a slave who he hits with banana cream pies. Some Lancelot Link uh, level jokes. Mm-hmm. The Oz boys infiltrate the castle dressed as guards and swipe the shoes, only to get cornered by the witch. Dorothy gets the shoes with Toto's help, and she escapes with her friends back to the desert. The witch punishes the monkey by zapping him up the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Adam, did this story feel like padded to you? Uh, yeah, well, the whole filler. show feels like filler, yeah, I guess. It's all filler. Uh, you know, let me ask you a question. This is something me and my wife debate. What? <laughs> is Oz a dream? This time? I say no, but I she mean, now that you can come and all, go. Yeah. She says it's all a dream. I don't know. I kind of don't get the problem here. She has magic shoes. Just, uh, and whenever she uses them, they seem to do what she wants. So this whole, I don't know. Didn't, don't we, didn't, <laughs> didn't the people who, uh, write all the Oz material have sequels they could have just animated 
Yeah. Like Ozma of Oz and that elephant thing. And oh, I don't even know. What guy return to Oz? There's a lot of a lot of stuff even after that that I don't even know. What, yeah. What is? Because I did a, I did a lot of reading about Return to Oz while I was studying. Well, it. that was never gonna be made into a cartoon. Yeah. Although, yeah. do you remember there was that weird '70s Wizard of Oz Thanksgiving special and. Jack Pumpkinhead does appear in that. Hmm. I don't know. It, you know, it's it's t- it's not worth looking up. No, it's tough it's not because, very good. because the the nineteen thirty nine version was like the twenty seventh version already. Oh, of that story. Yeah, Wizard of Oz had been told so many times, but Lewis Carroll told it that one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody remembers Oopsie. that. Mark Twain's version. Did you like Wizard of Oz the movie growing up? Like, would you watch it? when it came on or were you over it by the time you're five <laughs> like you don't know i kind of was over it i th- i think i dug it i think i dug it but you know i don't know it was a special thing they didn't play it much on like thanksgiving or christmas or something mm-hmm. you couldn't have it on vhs when and judy garland's birthday yeah, you couldn't have a copy of your own when I was a kid, so you had to wait around. Oh, I guess you're right. It wasn't on tape for a minute. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was sparing. I had it taped off NBC, one of the random times it aired. It was like the Grinch. It was like you waited for it to come on, you know? I remember, what part of the movie disturbed you the most as a child? Uh, There's so many, but what ultimately? This is tough. You know, I think it's got something to do with like the... The marching, uh, blue-faced um, warriors <laughs> that guard the castle. Oh, the O-E-O. Yeah. They're non... <laughs> I, they I couldn't entities? describe them to you. Yeah, they're, they're like, like... Pac-Man ghosts. People that sold their souls, <laughs> you know, to where... And they oh, have, right-o. They're like soulless centuries. Oh, like Phantasm. Uh you know, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then cut, you get, guys. You get that wide, you get that wide up, up high shot of them, and they're all marching. You know, Ugh, yeah. The witch is probably taking dead munchkins and using the leftover bits to yes. power their crusted up bodies. The witch is a necromancer. Is this covered in wicked? <laughs> I'll tell you the part. I doubt it. The part that disturbed me, other than those trees, they're like, "Hey, would you like it if we picked your apples?" They oh, bothered that's a me. Good one. That's a good one. But I think the thing that really bugged me was when the cowardly lion sees the the giant head version of the Wizard of Oz. He gets so scared, he runs down the hall and jumps out a window. Really? Commercial break. They would always cut to a, that. Would be the commercial break right after that. So it was always like horrified. Like, is he fucking dead? <laughs> That's new oh language. my god because you know they're high up like I, I now i'm like oh what a random cartoony thing to happen i what mean everything he, in this does movie he land in some flowers they just something? cut back and it's just it's the like the equivalent of a simpsons joke in the middle of wizard of oz it's a they weird joke oh, that is weird mm. but that always really disturbed me when i was little I was like is he gone Plus, I would usually fall asleep around that point and really horrify my dreams. Hey, you know, you know me though. I'm a sucker for these tales to get retold over and over, like Tarzan and uh, Wizard of Frankenstein. Oz, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Yeah, so I, I like it in that respect. Wind in the willows. Let's <laughs> name them all. Yeah, <laughs> all franchises. So looks looks like we're coming up on nine o'clock. I'll tell you one thing, Adam. I was looking forward to the Wizard of Oz more than I was looking forward to this. Really? Yeah. You must be talking about season six of seven of Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Yes. That's what I got written down. 
<laughs> well, what did it? Was it the voices of Dave Coulier, Maurice LaMarche, Frank Welker, Buster Jones, Kath Susie, Roger Bumpus, or Jeff Altman? No, it's not that. No. Well, what, what could it have been? Uh, Was it me? <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So Slimer, right? It's Slimer. It's Slimer it, it, right in the middle of everything. He's <laughs> he's awful. He's annoying. Would well, you want to talk about a Ghostbusters cartoon or a Slimer cartoon first? Oh, you know what? You're right, Adam. Because <laughs> you got a great point. Because uh, if I recall correctly, the, the format of Slimer the show and... was that they would have a Ghostbusters, a Slimer, and a Ghostbusters. So why did I force myself to watch only Slimers? Oh, that's too bad. Why don't you, (laughs) why don't you freshen up my life and tell me, (laughs) tell me about a Ghostbusters episode? Oh, before we do a Slimer, okay. I mean, unless you want to, unless you just want to hear about it. The order of my notes, it's funny. So I watched. um, So one of the things that was stupid about what happened to the real Ghostbusters cartoon was that uh, for some reason ABC got conned into this shitty faux research facility known as Q5 who told them to make all these changes so they'd pay them make all these changes and your show will do better we've tested it that way and one of the ways uh, was change Janine Janine went from being Ghostbusters what do you want to not Slimer (laughs) so they kind of ruined Janine and they also modified her look more than any of the other Ghostbuster characters um Partly in due to them switching toward the Ghostbusters 2 look when that movie came out. But when they wanted to get some of the older writers back, they were like, well, I don't want to write about what's wrong with Janine. So they came up with this episode called Janine, You've Changed. Really? Um, So the Ghostbusters are finishing a job, trapping some shapeshifters when they're slammed by some spooky roaches. Uh, They return to the firehouse. Exhausted. Uh, Janine, meanwhile, is slumming through her photo book when Slimer realizes Janine sure looks different. I mean, uh, Peter and the crew think something supernatural must have happened to Janine. Uh, they then try to be discreet in their investigation, but she just leaves annoyed with them. Egon points out that Janine used to speak with an annoying Brooklyn accent, too. <laughs> Whenever it's changed Janine, it's not human. Slimer spies on Janine at her apartment where she calls her fairy godmother to help with her appearance. A beautiful winged fairy appears and Janine asks for several physical changes. Slimer, disgusted, uh, flees, but the the angry fairy sends her devil dogs after him. He (laughs) He leads them to the firehouse where the dogs are trapped. And Janine's secrets revealed via a slime-covered paper report. Uh, Egon explains the creature will make its victims so perfect they're no longer human. Uh, with time being crunched, the boys rush to save Janine, but her fairy lies to her, saying her friends have turned on her. Luckily, Egon knows the spirit loves water and is able to find Janine before she succumbs. Janine laments that she always felt overlooked, and Egon tells her all the Ghostbusters love her. Ew. The fairy reveals her ugly self and is busted, crying. Janine changes back to normal, still with Kath Susie's voice, though, and Egon walks Janine home, asking her for a date to the science film. What's that? What's a science film? Uh, Science film? (laughs) Would you like to go watch some uh, old projector? The Miracle of Life? I guess it didn't work out. Wow. That's wild. That's really meta, Adam. So that was a lot of info <laughs> and a cartoon. Now, let's get down to Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Slimer exclamation point. 
I watched episode, um, I believe it was number six, uh, which is Slimer for Hire, Ugh. where Slimer has to get a job. So I remember watching that one. You remember uh, that as a child? And it's ridiculous because he's a ghost. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he gets a job with Luigi. And <laughs> God, Luigi is like he is a further stereotype. Then, then, oh, you're right. Then the Simpsons character. They both look like the guy in the pizza box. Yeah. Because Luigi's even like, he walks off singing Oh Solo Mio. <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't That's know. It's bad. Yeah. So there's a, there's just a scene after scene of Luigi talking to Slimer. And then they introduce Luigi's boss. And he's another, like, just horrible, <laughs> yeah, Italian stereotype. Oh, well, that's French. And, uh, yeah, about. not French. That would have been, that would have been more <laughs> interesting. Let me calibrate myself. I mean, you know, but it was, uh, it was painful. <laughs> Extremely painful. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Did you not like the weird way they, they half-ass draw the cartoon now that it's about Slimer? They're like, well, we yeah. don't need to make them look good. Yeah. Well, first of all, Adam, you, you don't really notice. I mean, you, you notice that you do. But you don't notice it so much until the Ghostbuster characters show up. Right on. And then you see how they're drawing like uh, Bankman now. They're ready for a toothpaste commercial. Yeah. Like I said that before. The new character models are awful. Egon looks like Beaker. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like Peter Bankman's lip. He's got this lip thing going. (laughs) Uh, They look terrible. And that's when you're reminded... And so they even... Yeah, you're right. When I was a kid and would watch the Slimer bits, <laughs> I was totally like, oh, every time a Ghostbuster would show up, I would get so excited because guess what, morons? I wanted to watch Ghostbusters, <laughs> not Junior Ghostbusters yeah. or Slimer. So unfortunately, you know, his enemy is an evil scientist, right? Oh, Professor Dweeb. Professor Dweeb. And <laughs> oh, man. He sucks. <laughs> and he's got a... He talks like this. He has a poodle, and it's it's sentient. Kind of, it's a sentient poodle. <laughs> you, you know uh, what I mean? It's like a anthropomorphic yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, type poodle. And uh, he's the only character that makes a crossover in between Ghostbusters and Slimer in the real Ghostbusters. Oh, I remember because the, the difference in drawings looks horrendous. He looks like a ghost. Oh, right, right. It's yeah. one of the Scolari brothers. Tried it for murder. So, I don't know. That's that's one way in which they jump the shark. I mean... I just don't know if Slimer works in a Looney Tunes construct. You know what I mean? Like, these Slimer cartoons. He's basically like a Porky Pig or just like a little Looney Tune character. He's just like doing a job. Him being a ghost never matters to anybody but this one scientist who's obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. At least on the real Ghostbusters part, people were like, Slimer's a ghost! Yeah. Here they're just like, hey, dude, you want to sell these flowers for me? Like they give them a job. Yeah, it's well, stupid. They they start they just start pressing a whole new cast on you. You know? Yeah, and I don't like any of these rote characters. There's like an ice cream lady. I think Cree Summer does her voice. There's a dog catcher. It sucks right? though. Yeah, and there's and, some uh, like there's a mook, which uh, is some jabroni. <laughs> I don't like any of them. I don't know why. I feel like it's that season of Transformers where Optimus died, and then you got all the new ones, and it's like. Man. How do I? What's my touchstone to all this? You know, like I don't care what desperation. Luigi, I guess I don't care what Luigi does, and I definitely don't care what his boss does. Right? Good so, God, no! Can we get back to the Ghostbusters? My favorite part about Slimer is him delivering food, and it was hard because <laughs> he's a ghost. 
It's that's priorities, Slimer cartoons. Adam, the oversimplification of the day. I've just got like this is the worst version of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, version. you'd think for something that they had to fucking do, they would have put a little more care into. Mm-hmm. For one thing, they could have done it. Yeah, you know what I would have liked to seen in these Slimer cartoons is him shape shifting more, like being cartoony. Because mm-hmm. if you're gonna draw it more cartoony, then he should be like the shape of shit, but he barely. Barely no, does no, stuff. He has to eat it first. He's just a stooge. He's a moron. I just don't understand like why we moved Slimer to this type of world and then we didn't do anything with it. We gave him like a paper route. I don't oh, understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. It's like what does Slimer find between here and the corner? How are we gonna keep Slimer busy in these new cartoons, shitball cre- creator of this thing? <laughs> Let's introduce a dog catcher. How about we get him a job at uh, the hotel? Okay. Well, yep, he's a ghost, and that'll really play into the paranormal insanity. Mm-hmm. Just uh, poor choices. So that's yeah, that's everything I've got on Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. I don't think there's really that many. There may be like thirty Slimer shorts, and then they were like, "Stop, stop, stop, oh, yeah. stop." I don't have that for once. No. So yeah, that would be over two seasons, fifteen apiece, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I would say. Again, go watch the first season of The Real Ghostbusters. And then if yeah. Peter Venkman's voice stops sounding like Garfield, t- time to move on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the deep water mark. But I guess we're in the ghost hour because now it's the ghost with uh, the most. Yeah, what tra- does that mean? Trademark. <laughs> 10 o'clock gets Beetlejuice season mm-hmm. two of four. In 2019, we say you're doing the most. You know? What does that mean with the most? Penis? I, okay. No. I don't know what that ever meant. It's Mojo. And it goes with the most, baby. Uh, the Nelvana and Geffen Film Company co-production, which is weird to say. Yeah. Starring Stephen Omweta. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Uh, uh, Allison Court, Tara Chardendoff, and Paulina Gillis, um, amongst others, but those are the main ones. Um, what can you say about Beetlejuice before we do another first episode about Beetlejuice where we'll really dig in but did you watch this at all what what when I was younger yeah yeah I did I did and uh were you disappointed like I was or were you like I see you mean (laughs) no just in general (laughs) I was disappointed as a kid I just thought like this isn't what I wanted to see uh you know I I have trouble remembering I think I enjoyed it yeah we're just like more Beetlejuice okay Mm mm-hmm because certain elements do continue. If you do like certain things in the movie, they are back here. Yeah. I believe another podcast described the Beetlejuice cartoon once as uh, rechanging the ending of the movie in order to s- slow down and have the mid part of the movie be a whole show. Mm-hmm. So, sure. You know, I don't know. I, I was, uh, I found some things interesting about it that I didn't realize the first time through, I guess. Like, Beetlejuice, yeah. Apparently, Beetlejuice is the most powerful being in the neither world. Really? They say at some point, and they're just like offhand, they're like, oh yeah, he's got the power to like crush this place. He just doesn't. And I'm like, what? And then, so, what I was reading was saying that that's the reason he pulls so many pranks, (laughs) is because nobody will really mess with him. Because he has has the, is the most one of the most powerful people in the oh, either world. Oh, I see what they're saying. For the uninitiated, interesting. Beetlejuice on this show hangs out with Lydia. They're friends, and she's a little younger. 
Everything's, mm. They're just friends. He's not trying to She's um, have cooler. sex with her or anything like that here. And the maintenance no. don't exist. Uh, she wears a cool spider shawl. She's kind of cool. Um, uh, awesome intro right off the bat. Yeah. The intro to this cartoon really gets you jazzed for this cartoon. It's because Danny Elfman uh, ported, yep. it, ported it over. <laughs> well, you, uh, he had, had gotten so much money for The Simpsons <laughs> reruns really? and all that that he was like, I'll do the Beetlejuice theme too. How many times is it going to be? On? Go, <laughs> cut the cut it up into pieces. <laughs> yeah, um, it doesn't hit you though how nice that is until you think about it. You yeah, know, it like... really is. It's good music, great animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing about Beetlejuice in this world though is that he usually pops in and out of pun-based jokes to harass and bug people, bug uh, yeah, yeah. all the inhabitants. So he'll be like. You gotta get that monkey off your back, babes, and then it'll he turn into up. a monkey and be on your back for a couple seconds. So that must be the most powerful power, be able to rematerialize as anthropomorphic uh, physical objects mm-hmm. and people. Because I don't see any of the other ghosts being able to do that little like poof. Where like I think an eyeball and a bat fly out of a cloud every time he does it. Poof, yeah, like yeah. garbage comes out. <laughs> Old yeah. socks. The corn cob from Two Stupid Dogs. Man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I don't know. It's like so. Apparently, the reason they're letting him do that is because he's so damn powerful. But that's an interesting hey, one. I'd I'd like to see that episode. Adam, did, <laughs> did you realize that? Uh, you, I mean, you may have said it, but I don't know if you made the connection. But Lydia, Lydia was voiced by Jubilee from the X Men cartoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do love Lydia on here. She's great. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see a dark teenage girl in a cartoon in nineteen ninety. It's it is kind of shocking. They do absolutely nothing with it but it is cool designs look Mm -hmm. gorgeous she's inhumanly short yeah she's like that tall the tim burton design kind of haunts this otherwise subpar show he claims i mean they claim that he was actually threw in some sketches a developer on it you know you can kind of tell not the writing though the writing's boring puns Mm -hmm. did you realize adam so that it was a breakout hit it uh, yeah, it blew up. I guess it was on for four years. It did. There was like the uh, the Burger King toys. <laughs> I got yeah, I got the yeah. Catherine O'Hara one. That you know that's pretty nice though. <laughs> those are really sought after. Those kind of things. Um, they never made toys out of the cartoon show other than those Burger King toys. But they did have action figures based on the movie characters, which I thought was bizarre. I really want that Otho character now. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. The wedding clothes. Where was he? Yeah, do, I, that's a good question. Next time we do Beetlejuice, we're going to get to the bottom of Otho. Cause mm. I love him. Yeah. Oh, uh, The MTV video games. Adam, did you know that this show won an Emmy in 1990? What? Yeah, for best animated. Show. Really? Yeah, yeah. How about I'm that? I'm shocked. Huh? Yeah. It seems like this would be a show they hated because it was lame, gross jokes. I think they were just like, oh, Mr. Burton. <laughs> you know, don't you think? Have you ever noticed? Do when... they love the family dog show, too? I don't know. It's like, when. have you ever noticed, Adam, that when somebody from movies comes to TV, they're like, and the Emmy goes to. Yeah. You know. Uh... Well, of course it looked good. It's from the movies. <laughs> well, this is back when the movies were better than TV. Now, of course, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you're right you're right remember but... that oh god <laughs> Woo! that was just the emmys hosing oh, down man. that was a different era 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, oh, you know, Adam, that's uh, I hate to you know run my mouth on this one. Go nuts, dude. But, but, you know, uh, one interesting thing about this that I don't know if you realize, this is the first cartoon to run concurrently on two separate networks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Isn't Just that didn't, crazy? Didn't this end up on Fox? I don't have it written down here, but I believe it's eighty nine and ninety one. You know, what? and uh, it ran on both. A- I mean, because we're on ABC. Yeah, you know, but it's also on. Uh, yeah. I believe it is Fox. Yeah, I don't have that written down either. But I just remember. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's Fox. Yeah, it ran Fox, babe. It ran on both. Isn't that crazy? Oh, One of the few shows they called that out. So oh, Beetlejuice, um, nuts! This little show did a lot. So I watched an episode called Doctor Petal. Oh God, Doctor, you guys. Okay, Doctor <laughs> Beetle and Mister Juice. That's the show um, mm. where uh, Beetlejuice invents this cologne called New You. So, you know, it ends up on somebody and changing their personality. And it's Lydia. And she becomes a tough punk bitch. <laughs> she reminds me of the girl from Friday Night for Elm Street 3. It's just like, I'm beautiful and bad. <laughs> Um, she does have a knife, though. That's that's not here. But um, <laughs> uh, BJ's elated, and Lydia gives harassing the neighbor's dog a whirl, uh, which is always funny. That that poodle's a lot like the other poodle from the Slimer cartoons. Uh, Lydia gives everyone in the neither world shit, and BJ helps her slime the mummy mayor, uh, but he gets the credit. She paints the town red, literally, and everyone agrees. It's BJ, been done. it's been done. Everyone agrees to that, too. That BJ should be fed to the sandworms. I do love that there's more sandworms. They answered that call oh, for yep. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lydia, that expands the lore. It's true. I don't know what they're doing in the neither world when they're on Jupiter's moon. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, BJ realizes Lydia must be turned back. So he drives the two into the waterworks, dousing her back to normal. They need waterworks. Oh, babe. Uh, let's get you wet, babe. Lydia Beetlejuice is home, <laughs> and the mayor, finding BJ's cologne, squirts himself accidentally, turning into a big fat party animal. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. So that's how that goes. Also, I watched another one because I just had to know. It's called Uncle BJ's Roadhouse. <laughs> I was like, I hope this turns out to be a Was it on pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> it was on Pornhub. Yeah. I was told there's Beetlejuice in here. No. So a guy named Beetle comes out. Oh, my God. So it's a, it's a, it's a parody of Pee-wee's Playhouse, and in whose theme song, BJ asks the kid to send him their money. After rejecting that stupid dancing spider, we check out... <laughs> I hate that thing. We check out the bug bag and meet Mr. Silverfish, who gives BJ a book called A Doggy Named Spot. In the book, Spot eats everyone, but when he goes to answer some phone <laughs> phone cans, Mr. Book is eaten by Mr. Silverfish. Yeah. When Mr. Library sends a letter for $12 million and over two fees, Uncle BJ say Mr. Silverfish is going to Mr. Prison. Wow. Uh, Jacques the Skeleton. Jacques Laline. Who works out because he's never going to get anywhere, comes by to show us how to make French toast. Uh, and BJ raises the rent of the food living in the refrigerator. I like that. <laughs> so they're all evicted. Mr. Cartoonhead comes by, who's like this trash heap with a protector on his head. <laughs> it's pretty good. And says he's got another vintage cartoon classic. And Beetlejuice says, as bad as the last one. <laughs> Two stick figures walk by the end. 
<laughs> really? At least they're short, Babones, Mr. Cartoon Head. <laughs> the monster next door, who I hate, comes by with Poopsie to perform a trick but fails, and Jacques burns the toast. They all suck. The police are closing in, so it's time to go, and BJ cannons himself into the air. Goodbye, babes. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> Adam, that noise happens a lot. I remember that about Beetlejuice. You said Beetlejuice disappoints you, but I hear like a joy in your voice Look, when you're talking about it. Because that was stupid. <laughs> Is that they were just piling on all the problems with Pee Wee's Playhouse? Okay, okay. Look, I I, I want to like Beetlejuice. There's just so much going on that it, like like the music's funny. They use this really dumb like dabo dibo like music all the time. I just don't know why it doesn't add up to me. I think it's just, I just hate the neither world characters. Like they're just not that interesting. No. Whenever they do anything at school or with her parents, especially the weird, um, super calm Chaz De- uh, <laughs> Deets and super Lydia Deets. Like she's turned up to a hundred. I like uh, the Catherine O'Hara cartoon mom here. They did a good job with those, but hmm. they don't spend enough time with them. And when they do, yeah. they're just being tricked by Beetlejuice with a hat on, like over and over. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, a little relentless. The, the Neither World's not a place I'd, you'd want to live. You know, you don't watch the show and you're get like, the oh rules god, this is so much fun. How's it not just here, but like crappy? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, <laughs> you won't achieve your dreams there either. It seems like yeah. only Beetlejuice is happy, and he lives in squalor. So the skeleton is a homage to what's the guy's name? Jack Lelaine. Oh, is that the joke? Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, Jack Lelaine. And so he's Jacques. Get the most obvious joke. In he's the Jacques Lelaine. <laughs> and he's a skeleton. That's a dated Sucre joke. blue. That joke was old when that show started, man. That's you yeah, know that good one, guys. Hey, babe. He lives in Beetlejuice's cellar too. Oh, it's closet. Oh, it's so stupid. I know his roommate he's got a skeleton in the closet that's what that, <laughs> I tell you Adam that's what's not to like about this show is it's lore is not interesting you know yeah the bureaucracy of the afterworld that's presented in the Beetlejuice film is not concurrent with what happens to the suburban hysterical sitcom antics that happen in the animated series yeah just before this we has we have the Ghostbusters in which it added things like what's inside the uh, chain, the uh, yeah, the ghost chamber that, that, that goes know, on from the yeah, yeah. The, now there's a movie that's really adding to the lore. You know, Beetlejuice kind of fuzzies the lore. Yeah, it gives you a few new characters, and it's, then it's just like let's stick on these forever. So anyway, yeah, it, yeah, it kind of stops the movie midpoint and is like, well, what if they I don't know hung out and these guys moved away. That's what disappointed Alec Baldwin was like, I do not want to be represented in this cartoon. Yep. Well, hey, it's 1030, and that means it's time for the animated adventures of everyone's favorite boy band, the new kids on the block. (laughs) 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 Stephanie Hudson, what are you doing here? about the new kids oh my god thank god that's why we hooked you up that's right uh so the new kids on the block 15 fantastic episodes of a big deke uh adventure uh super hot pop group nkotb did you watch now you were you a fan of this stuff well you know uh i think you know that i'm a huge 
I, oh. I remain a huge New Kids on the Block fan. She's got buttons on. That's right. I I, no, I, I put on four, four, four New Kids buttons here, <laughs> and I brought actually two buttons for you guys. Oh, you oh can fight God. between, but you have to decide. One says, I heart Donnie, and one says, I heart Jordan. Donnie. Donnie. Okay. Right, I was about to say, you have to make your decision. Because as, as we know, everyone does have to make a decision. You have to love one Ooh. of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm a more more of a Wahlberg fan. I, I and I knew that about you. Um, good, good call. And, and my favorite was John, which okay. leads us right into that. Oh, uh, that's right. That first um, <laughs> the first episode, the John centric episode. <laughs> well, let's first point out that the voices of the new kids on the block didn't show up, unfortunately. But they are in the show. Yes, that there's lots of clips of live. You know, new kids concerts, like tour footage, tour footage, a lot of like, um, you know, side kind of interviews and stuff. But but the actual cartoon characters, no, I, I knew immediately that that they that <laughs> those not, were not my not those were not my new kids. No. So Donnie was played by David Coburn, but most people know him as Captain Planet. What? Oh. Ew! Mm. I thought I was sleeping with Donnie Wahlberg. Okay, fun fact. My my sophomore English teacher dated Captain Planet. What? Oh so that's God. him. That's him. Ah! I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. So that we, means he dated fake Donnie Wahlberg. Amazing. I, I did not know this at the oh time. Oh my God. That's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> End of show. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> seriously. So anyway, where do we go from here? So Danny was played by Brian Strokes Mitchell, who everybody knows is Jackpot Jackson on Trapper John M.D. What? Get him on our cartoon. Who? <laughs> was Trapper John a coroner? I don't remember. Was this Aftermash? I don't remember. Um, it's better to just breeze through. And then Lauren Lester was Jordan, but you know him as Barbecue from G.I. Joe and Robin on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, my God. But America knows him as Fritz in Rock and Roll High School. Wow. So he got around. Wow. This is crazy. That's an illustrious career. What has brought you to this little <laughs> Joey was Scott Menville. Joey's Robin on Teen Titans. Uh, he was also Crutchfield in Ernest Goes to Camp, one of the uh, Second Chance crew. <laughs> wow. He's the real boyish sounding one. Uh, yeah. He was the little brother on Mission Hill, too. Well, I mean, Jeepers! Joey did have the, he was the high voice one, you know. He he's the, the little brother, too, right? He's the little brother type. Right. He's actually not oh, technically right. anyone's little brother. Right. You're right. But he did play the little brother role. Good, good catch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He had to hit those really high parts, like in the, like, please don't go, girl. <laughs> like the really high parts. And finally, Jonathan was Matt E. Mixer, who's mm. just a uh, nice name, though. Matt E. Mixer. He uh, does various American dad voices. Um, oh, yeah. What was the uh, what was the theme song? Was it Step by Step or? Yes, it was. OK. And in that we see a bunch of like concert footage that turns into cartoons. Like, I don't think there's any scene where the cartoon turns or human, the human turns cartoon, but they just flip them back and forth a bunch. Yeah, there's some interludes. Yeah. I, I would say that as far as the animation is concerned, nothing, no animation goes over, say, three and a half minutes without you seeing yeah. some sort of live footage, which to a fan, you know, like myself, that's... You know, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly what we're, you know, we're, we're just biting our fingernails imagining <laughs> these scenarios until we see... 
you know, the, the, real, the real thing. thing. We need the real thing. Because yeah. I wondered, like, I've never seen a cartoon show get bored with the cartoon show and then go to like, what about this? Like, not only in showing like the real new kids, but just like, oh, this scene's about the ocean. Suddenly the whole screen will sink into another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And there'll be like waves and pull you completely out of the story. It's like trying to retrofit it into the monkeys somehow. Yeah. Like make it like, well, it was zanier than you thought. Look at all this stuff floating around. You're right. I never thought about the monkeys connection, but but to zane it up. Absolutely. Yeah. It was sort of a similar format. Um I call it polishing a turd. <laughs> <laughs> No, Dusty. Leave that to the end. As we say in 2019, doing the most. Oh, my. Mm. Because they they were not working with anything. My question (laughs) is why New Kids on the Block are so huge. Yes. First big move post-music animated Saturday morning show that they don't even involve themselves with. Okay, no. Why is that the move? You answered your own question, Adam. They are so big. Right. And that just simply didn't have the time. I mean, you know, these these slices of live uh, uh, footage that you see are uh, all from the VHS cassettes that they sold ahead of time. Oh, that was my next question. Do those exist? I have one. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I do have the step-by-step VHS. Um, Is it them just kind of bumming around in between shows, being like, they're out of hot dogs? And <laughs> yes, yes. With That's also... With also, uh, you know, and then, and then video, uh, you know, videos, actual music videos when they existed as well. I guess I'm just shocked they didn't make a movie. Like, why didn't they go like, we need first to do a movie, yeah. turn that into the cartoon. Look, don't write it off. I mean, they are still That's true. touring. And, and Not the, irrelevant. And the thing is, is that their their whole mission, and, and you watch enough of these cartoons and and. If you've been to the live shows, which I have had the pleasure of, of yeah. seeing them live twice. Nice. Uh, it, it's all about the fans. It's, How old were you the first time? The first time I was in fifth grade, so I was about 10 years old. Well, I guess this would be perfect for And then for I you. saw them again, you know, like, what, two years ago. <laughs> so, like, well into my 30s. But but the thing is, is the, is the crowd is absolutely the same. That's, we're that's all darling. the same people it's so that you know it, it, it like all bets are off because we're grown now and we know it and and so the guys can be way more sexual oh, that's good because that's kind of missing the, it is they're, missing they're oddly neutered they are in a way that's almost like uh not interested you, at all they would know, really rather play volleyball the, in the only cartoon one I watched. that they even allowed to like date openly was john and he was the oldest and he dated tiffany but in wow. a in, you know john is obviously uh gay so right that so they were a, like you better a, date tiffany. a beard type of situation oh, wow. that should have been an episode of this cartoon <laughs> yeah that would have been interesting Jeez, guys i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. So John's obviously he's a, he's a tightwad, as we right, see. right. So yeah, we watched the episode "Cow a Bunka." Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of Saved by the Bell graphics take us to Hawaii, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, where our hunky heroes play for pleasure around the pool. Uh, they toss John into the pool, wetting his schedule papers, Aww. and they're all like, "Yo, tonight we hang tough, but." <laughs> <laughs> no, Donnie wants to hang loose. But t- rather t- than today hang we up. hang loose. Right. Yeah. Because they're in Hawaii, you see. And then he does the And he does the yeah. hang loose. He's super cool. Yes. Uh, then the screen begins to float into a psychotropic colorful background for six seconds. Uh, Neon squiggle. 
Yes. Just straight up in your face. I thought something was happening. No, man, that that is the 90s. I've never Neon seen a cartoon squiggles. do that. What? Yeah, yeah. And neon squiggles are the '90s. I meant the the sh- a show suddenly mid show being like squiggle. How about some squiggle, squiggle art? Squiggle, squiggle, How about the doodle. opening to Saved by the Bell? Yeah, I was about to say Saved by the Bell did it, and you know, in between. Oh, I wish they'd yeah. done it more. To yeah. this degree, that would have been hilarious. This was almost. I mean, this this seemed like it it could have you know been seizure <laughs> yeah because right after that donnie asks him if he's ready to rock and when he says rock it cuts to donnie live action on stage repeating rock rock rock, rock. yes <laughs> yes i could imagine some parent being like what the fuck are you watching in this? <laughs> <laughs> or or the many many a uh, uh, stunned parent that were in the audience like like my father when i was in <laughs> fifth like, grade I... oh yes yeah, suddenly they're like Oh, well, I guess they never say it. Right. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the surf shop, John calls for everybody to stick together. Uh, That's right. <laughs> it goes unheeded, though, as John ends up covered in surfboards due to Danny's clumsiness. And somehow Jordan ends up in a fishing net. And he's like, <laughs> talk about Moby Dist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. How he does. does he end up in that net? Some surfboards fall on John, and then he's flying like something shot up his ass. <laughs> just into a net. Yeah. It's hilarious. Because it's just so funky. Um, I mean, this is the chaos that ensues <laughs> when John loses his schedule. Exactly. Uh, but now John's on the floor with a concussion, and he's seeing surfboards around mm. his head. That's pretty clever. Because uh, of the bonk to the head, yes. John's uh, now a bodacious surfer, bro. Right, he totally changes. And he, a dick. Yeah, well, I, I mean, a dick or He's like cold, I guess. I, I would say indifferent. Yeah, I guess because so. that's the compl- sorry, dude. That's the complete opposite of John pre head bump. Think about it. That's true. He was always in everybody's business. Everybody's like, you know, <laughs> loosen up, John, with your schedules. It's stupid. And then now he's just like, who gives a you know, <laughs> rat's ass about any anybody? Yeah, he's 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 also saying a lot of things like rad. Oh yeah, he started, and he's and he, he also his hair is starting to get really shaggy. Very shaggy. It grows. Like he doesn't care about brushing <laughs> his hair anymore. Uh, also, he starts um, partaking in kilp. Which, oh, you know what that means. Which they they do make a point of saying that That's the old true. John hates kelp. John must be dead. So, so <laughs> this is something's gone. Wrong. It's turned into That's like weekend at Bernie's or something. Yeah, and it gets really weird when local surfologist Doc That's Howie right. is this a parody this of is something? Surf Institute. I don't understand. Because at first I'm like, oh, this guy's a shyster because he's got all these like garbagey things that are his like surf satellites or whatever. Are they surf scientists? I mean, I don't really understand why they needed a lab. Yeah, I just thought like, oh, well, this must be the bad, the con- the other conflict, Were the they bad measuring guy. Measuring waves. But he's not a bad guy. He just wants to, like, have John be, like, his surfer boy. <laughs> I don't really know how he <laughs> and would. who doesn't? Let's be honest. And we could all relate to wanting that to happen. Uh, but unfortunately, the boys' managers noticed John's been gone for days uh, during a sexy volleyball game. Uh, and they fare to notice John's uh, training montage <laughs> while girls swamp the studs and they run from the kisses they don't want. Like, they're getting mobbed with kisses, and they're just like, ugh, gotta get out of this. This is the last thing I want. 
Yeah, especially John. Apparently, John would definitely not be uh, into into the ladies and in in and during this stunt. <laughs> oh he, no! He was scoring chicks. <laughs> he was scoring chicks after this bump in the head. So. Can I have a tissue? He was just always sad about it. That'd be a horrible trade. He's the one that's always sad about some girl. <laughs> <laughs> No, you just I mean, can't it's find so, the right it's one, so G. crazy. If you, if you kiss one girl, you know, you got to kiss a thousand girls. It's it, ridiculous. It would be insane. I guess I appreciate this show not being about them having sex with lots of fans. Yeah. Just, that'd be weird. It was because they were so young. Right, right. Yeah, I can tell that they're just like, you guys just need to get into general Richie Rich style adventures. I guess that's the, the yeah. kind of cartoons they're in because they're rich. I guess the chipmunks is maybe a little better. They're sort of like Alvin and Chipmunks. So not like Archie at all? Like you wouldn't think like of... Well, Archie never was rich and like, we gotta get to the show. Like that, they didn't have a career that took off at all. They were the local band. And more like, you know, These dumb guys are huge. than Jim. Because Jim always had a very serious kind of a, you know, we have to save the world from pollution sort of side. Yeah, I'm surprised also that there's not some like... I don't know, like, ma- there's no, like, magic bus, or there's no crazy element, really. They don't even animate them doing anything. They couldn't do live action. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I'm no. There's no they need. Don't, yeah. There's no, the men themselves. Yeah. Don't you understand the magic? You're right. You don't understand. <laughs> this is why you guys need me here. Yeah. The magic lies within the act. That's true. Of, they bring their own appeal. <laughs> we would not have known this. You know what? Here, Dusty, remember that movie The Wizard that had Super Mario Brothers in it at the end and how like breadcrumbed you were to that one little that's what this is. Oh. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then like, well, here's a full minute. And you're like, oh, thank God. Now I can sleep. (laughs) So they're doing the amnesia shtick here. Yeah. Um. So they end up bumping into old uh, crazy, and he, John scoffs at the non-surfers and leaves. And <laughs> my own brother doesn't even know me. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the really exaggerated Boston yes, accents? Like, they were so I, I, hot. Immediately, I was just like, "Whoa, yum!" It was like the very first thing Yo, what they, we gonna do? they told these voiceover actors is, "All right, they're from Boston." <laughs> right, right, Boston heavy, accent, heavy, Boston heavy. accent. Heavy, Super heavy. Underline that. Gotcha. Well, of course, yes. In this version, okay. they're very much so. They're all from Boston. Oh, we're all from Boston. How about them apples? <laughs> that was always part of the appeal. <laughs> they shared the same manager as a uh, new addition. That's right. Oh, okay. And that manager is like a character. He is in featured. Here. Maury Starr. Yeah, absolutely. That's as so well bizarre. as their bodyguard, Biscuit. Who, oh, okay. who is also based on a real character. Oh, were they? Person. Yeah, Biscuit, Biscuit and Maurice were our actual real people. And they were also executive producers of this cartoon. Well, g- yeah. <laughs> so, See, yeah. unlike InSync unlike and like the Florida like crew, uh-huh. those boys got terribly ripped off, you know, by right. th- these guys have money like they just to burn. They really don't need to tour they they just continue to do it because you know they they love it did new kids on the block set the standard that like the early 2000s boy explosion 
uh, kind of picked up upon. Well, like I mean, you can't, sync, et cetera, you can't deny Bird. that there's a formula there that was followed. I guess Menudo existed pre-New sure. Kids. But you got to have a little one. His voice hasn't broken yet. Oh, well, now we're talking Jackson so, yeah. 5. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You know, there's a formula, <laughs> that, and it works. And, and their cartoon works. was similar. didn't have any of the voices. Yeah, but they got at least they got the money from it, right? Anyway, they uh, <laughs> they immediately recognize the signs of amnesia, uh, and they meet with Doc Howie, who projects John's thoughts onto a television via yes. some cables and coconut. I believe it was a surf alert <laughs> that they snork level via satellite. It's awesome. And it let them know where the world's biggest wave was happening, exactly. which exactly. New John obviously is going to be looking Sniffs for. Sniffs out, pretty yeah. much smells out. He's like, something in the air. I got to go, gotta go <laughs> see the biggest wave ever. Well, the best thing is in between, there's a, there's a live action shot of John saying, go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Oh, yeah. And know what I'm saying. So that way we can cut to the library of John's mind. Where John argues with his party animal side. Mm. And then we cut to live action Donnie. He hates chaos. Yes. <laughs> chaos. That's his number one pet peeve, bro. Chaos. Chaotic instances. The, the boys try playing their music, health shakes, old footage of black and white babies with random animated dancing baby John making his first schedule. They show him that. <laughs> like, like, like that needed to be. It's John's first schedule, guys. Yo, why'd you give my character like all the nerdy shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> they show, and then they show him the very VHS collection we were talking about. Yeah. Nothing works. So Howie throws a luau and hopes that some R and R will relax the brain trauma. <laughs> um, when word hits about a wild, enormous surf wave, yeah, John uh, runs into the water where his two selves argue. On his shoulders while he surfs, he comes out of the haze. It's it's kind of fuzzy what's going on there. Yeah, I'm not really sure, I but he use... does emerge from the water a new man. <laughs> yes. This is his uh, baptism in a way. Yes. Um, Somehow, using rest and relaxation and planning, he's able to surf for the first time ever yeah. without being hit on the head. I don't know what this means. And it was like a moment of sin. <laughs> yeah, because then he's, yeah, he like steps to the end of it and like does a pose. Yeah, it brings him back to a center. And then it and then it goes into like another dimension again and there's just like yeah. flamingos dancing. Yes. It's insane. Flamingos also incredibly like late 80s, early 90s. Totally. With sunglasses. I know some sunglasses showed up in here. Um, <laughs> that one was always insane. Yeah, totally. Um, excuse me. Um, he then jumps from the wave and lands on his feet on the beach. That I thought was nuts. It had me till then. Shoop. Um, what you were buying it until that point? Like, whoa, wait, that wouldn't happen. Well, <laughs> he has achieved total kahunosity. That's debatable. I'm just a homeboy again. <laughs> Who loves the schedules? I'm back to Hayden Chaos. At the next show, it's old cool John who tells their frustrated manager, Hey, relax. See, the thing is, John was never cool. Right, right. It's it's Jordan that's the cool. Those are the two related, right? There's the brothers, yeah. My own brother doesn't even know me. <laughs> is that a trick? That was a clip. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so this show, mm. uh, you guys watched some more of these? I did, yeah. <laughs> so we, please tell me about them. Well, w- we watched an episode that I, I found particularly intriguing called The New Kid in Class. Yeah. Now, is one of the new kids one of the new kids? <laughs> yeah, and, and in fact, we figured out that each one of these episodes is really kind of centered around one new kid. Okay. And so the the previous episode obviously centered around John. John. This one centered around <clears throat> around Joey, who's the youngest one and still the only one uh to be in school. The only one that hasn't graduated from school yet. So he's 18? Well, he's less than 18 oh then God. is the point and and, it, and you know it starts out with him kind of in the soliloquy where he says, you know, the school is a big pot. Of a kid's <laughs> life, <laughs> so, and and then he's oh, and he's man. he's kind of an, he's imagining himself in a literal prison. It's like I'm in jail of over a here. solitary school. He's talking about you know having to be having a tutor on the bus is is <laughs> is, is likened to, to being in a prison, yeah. a, a solitary confinement. Knowledge hurts. Um. So uh, while <laughs> while uh, they slip, you know, biscuit, the, he he they he is end up playing the NKOTB video game. What? By the way, they worked what? that into it. Was that real? Yeah, of course that was what? real. Ugh. They had everything, and that's why you you know when you, wow. when you mentioned earlier that the animation was first, there's no way. I had the dolls way before. Okay, there's probably a board game and. Oh yes. They had everything. It's just so, weird that they went they went so young, but I guess, you know, Jonas Brothers did too. It's pretty much yeah, the same stuff. Pretty much. So the boys help him slip away to an actual normal high school <laughs> where without yeah. actually enrolling him at all, what? they're able to sort of slip him <laughs> in. And he immediately, and he's wearing what, like a... He's wearing a, a baseball cap and some sunglasses. Which is the classic... <laughs> I'm not. Disguise. I'm totally supposed to be Disguise. here alone. So in a coat, right? He he immediately bumps into a girl who says, "I know who you are. You're put the, out or get out. You're the new kid." <gasps> and there's yeah, there, but she means new kid in class. Yeah, yeah. I'm the new kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She always sounds way more like a cartoon. Like <laughs> in his car, his cartoon version voice, because they go right from that that video clip where he's talking, and then when they go to the cartoon, he's like, "Hey, you guys, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what are we doing?" Oh, they're pushing, no. they're pushing the high voice for yeah. sure. Uh, the older guys are still there; they're hanging out. In fact, magically in their lockers, Ooh. in, in their order old in their old lockers. So I guess they went to the school book, bro? before. <laughs> yeah. That is so and they and they hide out in their old lockers in order to Yeesh. not be seen, um, you know, by the Put rest of glasses. the high school. They retired their lockers, which happened to be what? The, Why? The, no, just... the entire high school at the time happens to be listening to Hanging Tough wow. in unison. Sure. So, what over the oh. speakers yeah, or on individual exactly. headsets? Exactly. So obviously, if they were to be seen, <laughs> the place would go completely crazy. Ape shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's um, ridiculous. We get this more seizures, juicing, flashing, non. <laughs> Those are great. Neon background, you know, a little bit more alligator. And school then, book. And then we meet the jealous jocks. 
<laughs> who are these new kids? They say right. that so at one point. So there's a, yes, in fact, they do even mention that the new kids aren't that great. Like, and that, like, you know, what, what is it with the new kids? Assholes. Uh, the lead bully, I suppose, uh, jealous jock is named Bruce. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, he's got a rough home life. Somehow, Might as well name this one Bruce because that's all he's getting. <laughs> Somehow they arrange a scrimmage football game between. Why don't we do a scrimmage, y'all? The rest of the new kids, and and Bruce, but that's only after there's like you know like a help style. Or montage. Uh, the entire school figures out that it's them and goes completely crazy. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we should mention that in all of these, another New Kids song shows up somewhere during a montage, I guess. So they the they were all listening to Hangin' Tough. Like, another song will make yeah. a cameo within the episode, because I heard one on I my... heard, like, a reggae song. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What was that? Yeah, <laughs> some reggae NKOTV song. Yeah, they, like, they did reggae. We from an island, we No, cool. it wasn't that. It wasn't <laughs> like that. They never said they came from an... It sounded like... From an island, you <laughs> Boston Island Look it up They're wearing football helmets In the cafeteria um, They're and, not football and people, helmets People are not Are still not recognizing them And then when they remove the helmets <laughs> The entire school goes completely crazy <laughs> Oh my god um, There's more hiding in lockers Teachers also want a piece. Yikes. I know they're running along as well. That's I mean, awesome. Everybody's going I don't crazy. Even want to know. They're, they're like those Bieber moms. There's a. <laughs> well, they, that one I do. Yes, that one. They show some sort of a weird fan central headquarters. At school? That has, yes, that has a map of Boston and there's. Oh, no! And there's girls in there tracking them Licking live, it. like oh. trying to decide where they are. That's awesome. Yeah. So, More of that would have been great on this show. It really would have. If that had been a constant thing, like where in the world are the new kids? Yeah, this show should have been about like fans stalking the new kids. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That would have been adorable, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but with the help of the girl um, that <coughs> initially helps Joey around school, knowing that he's just a just a new kid at school <laughs> and also bruce the jock who's now come around to see that you know the new kids aren't right, as bad right. they aren't as bad as they th they escape on a homecoming float yeah bruce helps them. yes bruce helps bruce them helps escape. escape animal house and then also, oh, yeah. you know, and they're also almost late to a show so there's oh, urgency match there. i think that has to happen each episode sure no you know we only watched a few we almost didn't make it right <laughs> he sounded yeah. real concerned yeah there's a concert <laughs> countdown which is real by the way which actually happens in like the corner of the screen or something no yeah there's a screen that goes on during the show where it's like counting down and it's showing <laughs> the new kids and in between um acts in, in real life, there's cameras that show the new kids changing out of their clothing and like pouring Whoa. water bottles over their over Yikes. their sweaty bodies and heads and stuff. I have to get that. <laughs> yeah, that never happened on the cartoon. It didn't. That. That's what I'm saying. Now we're all older and we all 
did they have, have needs? Did they have nipples? I don't even remember seeing those in this. I don't even think we got to see. It's Aladdin style. Yeah. I was like, well, they're either just off shirt or they don't happen. Right. I can't even remember from that the Hawaii episode. Over, over titillate the children. They can't see that. Right. Uh, the, the, the concert <laughs> countdown has begun, but only Nico. Okay. So oh the dog God. does something only on this show? Only Nico is there for the pre-show say, interviews. Nico the dog. I was dog. just about to say, is nobody going to mention Nico? It's a good <laughs> nope. time to talk about Nico. So what is Nico? Their dog? Like the bulldog? bulldog? Actually, Nico's a Sharpay. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, okay. Shark, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that Nico was a was a bulldog, but Nico is actually based on again a real really character. John's dog wow. was Nico the Sharpay that he had. Does he have a silly haircut tour. too? Oh my God. You mean John or Nico? <laughs> yes and yes. Do they have matching silly haircut? <laughs> they, I, I believe they I got my dog's haircut. I believe they showed a video clip at one point with Nico in it. Mm. During the show, didn't yeah, they? absolutely. Yeah. This is my dog, Nico. So, right. I, I didn't know. I didn't know about Biscuit or Nico. Meet Nico, jackass. But you didn't know about Marie Star. Jesus. Tell Nico, tell Nico I said hello. That hello. <laughs> <laughs> tell your mom what Nico said hello for tell me. Tell your mom that Nico said, tell your Nico that I, your mom oh said hello. Oh, my God. I kept waiting for Nico to come up, but he just, like, barked once, like, yeah, that's the sound of Nico barking. That's right. I I only Nico's heard him here. like do it like once. I was like, oh yeah, Nico's uh, with him. He doesn't drive the bus. He's not like the Harlem Globetrotters dog, which I think could play basketball. If right. If I needed him to. No, Nico really doesn't have a whole lot. Like he's no, he has no special. He's not like Snoopy or he's something. Not, he's not magical in any or no. communicative in any or sort Mr. of special cool. way. But he is cute. He's just like a dog that's there. He's a dog that's there. You know, you know, dogs are. Listen, girls love puppies. I just thought his name should be like Hang Tough or. Uh... What are you kidding me? <laughs> it should be. Step, where's Step a Step? Oh, come on. <laughs> no way. Get out of here. Uh, so, where's Nico from my favorite album, <laughs> Velvet Underground? <laughs> I'll be in here. Let's cover this, guys. I think it's really cool. Heroin. No. My brother did that movie with heroin, remember? Way late, way <laughs> Oh, God. Um, essentially, Joey has to decide whether he's going to either quit the band or quit public school. Goodbye, public that, school. That he's only been in for one day, and it's been utter uh, hell. Chaos with Sean Hayes. Yeah. That's, that's over. So, so it's a la vie school. I think the takeaway from that episode was really that drop out and follow that your he dreams. Didn't, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know that he didn't choose the life, but that you know that kind of life chose him. Right on. The block chose him. Right. <laughs> awesome. He didn't want to be the new kid, but the you know, but the block. Something took about him. this block will always be a new kid to me, or something. It did. It did. This kid's always gonna be new when it's a block I'm on. It was, there we go. It Nailed was really it. it was an imagine. You know, I, I just want to thank you guys actually for for bringing me in here <laughs> on this to, to just to relive well, it. Sure. There's a reason to dust off the old buttons here. You know, any excuse. I love to Donnie. talk about the new kids. <laughs> is... Yeah, and we all learned something. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this. Of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
we I, I learned something too. <laughs> this this show was popular enough uh, <laughs> that it got a series of like fifty eight issues of a comic book. Oh my god! So one where they met Richie Rich, so ching, you know they have ching, they have similar ching. lives. So much money. One where they met Wendy the witch. I don't know what they talked about. What? And they had a special with High C where they meet Boppin' Berry and Jammin' Apple. Oh, my God. And it's insane. We'll put that on every Saturday morning dot front because they just land in a car with these giant fruit monsters from, like, a commercial. It's nuts. Interesting. I would read the Richie Rich one. Yeah, me too. If I I had to pick one. I hope he gets his. (laughs) 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 Let's out buy this punk. Hate that. Right. <laughs> yeah, nice little place you got. Um, so here's what uh, Jordan and Donnie had to say Ooh. about the show in question oh, recently. Okay. Saw it once. That was the worst. Oh. That's Jordan. And Donnie, we didn't voice our own records. How could we voice our cartoon? That was a fucking joke. Oh, my God. Gee. No, he didn't say that. Laughing. So maybe that was like. Ingest. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming. I'm, uh, this is huge. Did you say that he didn't voice his own record? That's what Donnie said. Get out of here. Oh my god. This is this if is. If anybody would have said that, it'd be Donnie though, right? I'm shooketh. Yeah, I mean, he is the prankster. I believe. Yeah, I believe they were like snickering. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like they're Millie Vanilli all of a sudden? Uh, this would I be could, terrible. That can't they be true. They should have voiced their own cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Jordan, you can remember Jordan from the, you know, Surreal Life. He was, okay. Like, he was on there. Season what? Oh. It was like one or two, three. Early in there? Okay. Uh, So, you know, he had a bad attitude on there as well. Uh, really this, this was better than the Beatles cartoon. Oh, I can imagine. I was delighted. I said at the end of it, I, I well, I loved it. This is a fascinating, it's a little time capsule. It's so 1990. Yeah. Very much so. So nostalgic. Very much so. Absolutely. Not as uh, dreadful, because it was just baffling, some of the things that happened. <laughs> just the little, the little non-animated parts were so crazy, and I did want to see them live by the end. Exactly. Like, gimme, gimme. Flare. Let's can't, go. Can't look at those lines any longer. I'm just waiting for someone to. I mean, you know, they're coming to Atlanta, so I think. Oh we, my God! Please, we'll be reporting from there live on our next. Can <laughs> <laughs> handle the screaming. I don't think we'll be able to. Well, you know what, Steph? Thanks so much for coming on. Anytime you want to talk, been my pleasure. You want to talk about one of the shows we're watching? Seriously, thank should you, you so know much. what they are for some <laughs> reason? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a special. You can come in okay. for this long, do the whole show, or just go <laughs> no into the mic and walk out. It's always a well. Pleasure. We'll let we'll let the listeners decide. How about that? I, you know, <laughs> they, they agree with me. <laughs> Give it a thumbs up if you uh, <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear more, press of, it against the screen <laughs> of my yeah. of my opinions. I always say comment below. Right. Not like that. But, but only nice things, please. Yep. Uh, you guys are known for being nice internet folks. Right. You're one of the good ones. So We love you Just like you. the new kids love their fans, which yes. if we learned anything from the show, a lot. it's that the new kids have the best fans in the world. The oh, my God. Thank you so much, Stephanie. You're welcome. I'm totally bemused by this plucky podcast. Listen, I'm happy to be here. When you asked me, I thought I almost, I almost had a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> That's...
conversation <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my wife. Hey, that was nice. Hey, but you know, time marches on, even though it kind of goes backwards, because it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. Yeah. Uh, it's always time for the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. This is a one-hour show. Yeah, one hour of these. Now, that, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so well animated. Just like, you know, looking across the spectrum, the other one hour show was the Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, in yeah. both of those, you you both hear similar music over and over again. I'll, I'll, that's the one thing you could notch on. Mm hmm. Yeah, although, what? I think they started cutting it out. <laughs> At some point, they were just like, cut to the name of the cartoon and put the director on screen, move on. There we go. On with the show. This is it. And then cartoon. Like the fair-haired hair, the one I watched this week. It's a 1951 oldie but goodie directed by Fritz Freeling. It's a Yosemite Sam cartoon where he builds his cabin right over Bugs's hole. And a bug saws his way up through the floor, but he comes up from, like, under this bear rug. So he's, like, crawling out of the hole and through the mouth of the bear. And so he freaks out. Uh, so he flails about the room. And he thinks Sam, he's eating. Yeah. So he's like flailing about the room and Sam, Classic. who's like trying to help Bugs Bunny, uh, shoots the rug, but not before going, playing possum for 20 years, huh? That'll learn you. <laughs> what a concept. That was hilarious. Uh, Bugs thanks Sam and points out uh, that he's on his property. Sam just kicks him out. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> sends Bugs running from bullets. So Bugs takes Sam's to court. Uh, but they're ordered to share the unit until one of them dies. What? So that's what the cartoon's about. Sam tries to make a move at night, but ends up getting hammered. This is an odd couple thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not spaghetti. It's linguine. Mm. Uh, 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 Sam prepares a lethal breakfast for bugs. Uh, but the rabbit switches the drinks all around with Sam drinking the explosive <laughs> carnation instant. Fed up, Sam fills the house with dynamite and blows his cabin into the stratosphere, saying, I got a cabin in the sky! And you kids, of course, will know this as a reference to the 1943 musical starring Eddie Rochester Anderson. Oh, yeah. Don't bring me into this! Uh, so, this is <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first appearance of Yosemite Sam's mouth within his beard. <laughs> what? <laughs> because really? previously it had this weird little skin flap that was under the beard. So, you know, like, this was easier, right? Man, that's some awesome trivia. Well, his mouth moved. His face uh, absorbed uh, the rest of his face. So I thought a fun thing to do would to be watch, uh, to, to be watching uh, another, like, newer Looney Tune with, like, a similar plot. Because yes. Looney Tunes made past, say, oh, 1965, I'd say, maybe 70, don't tend to be that great. Mm -hmm. like, hit and miss. So I watched... Uh, one called Hair and Loathing in Las Vegas. I thought it was going to be about drugs. Uh, it's directed by Peter Shin of Family Guy and Bill Kopp from Eek the Cat. Hmm. Same deal as the last cartoon. Sam's Only this time Sam's opened a casino over Bugs Hole. Uh, that sounds disgusting. Bugs easily wins every game he plays. And there's some funny gags like Bugs pulling Sam's arm down like a lever. And then Sam's eyes spin and then he vomits up money. Oh, but it's like really kind of lifeless. <laughs> like uh, there's really drab backgrounds. The peripheral character designs are uh, okay, but it's just very cheap looking animation and really stilted like Damn performances. It. There's not very, I guess the way to put it was there's not very many, they don't make too many faces. There's not very much acting in this cartoon or posing. That's a shame. 
and the background doesn't really support the animation. It's not, I guess the old Looney Tune backgrounds were kind of, they would always kind of frame the cartoon character just mm-hmm. so. These don't do that at all. There's no emphasis on Damn. anything. So don't watch that one. Wow. I think it's only available. <laughs> this was one of those cartoons that was made in 2004. It was created for Back in Action, the Looney Tunes movie, uh, after it failed. Uh, all of those got put onto a nice DVD that uh, no one owns. Oh, no. So there you go. I huh. watched some Looney Tunes. What did you watch? Uh, you know, well, let's see, Adam. I'm just going to run through the list of the ones I watched real quick, okay? Right on. I watched A Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, who's in that? That's just Abbott and Costello as cats. Oh, Babbitt and Catstella. Babbitt! Yeah. Yeah, and they're chasing after Boyd. I gotta and, uh, get the Boyd. One thing I thought was interesting was uh, Bab- is, uh, Catstello is like, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to give him the Boyd. But they'd never allow it. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, that existed. That's pretty good. I didn't know it existed back then, the bird. The Boyd. You know, right? That's amazing. Awesome. So I also also watched To Duck or Not To Duck, which is a semi-oldish Daffy Duck cartoon where he is uh, he's playing uh, baseball versus Elmer. Huh? You know? And and suddenly suddenly he's got a ton of relatives. You know, there's like a fat duck, a skinny duck, call and my a woman duck. Yeah, and they're the they're officiating the game. Oh, so you it's know? rigged and Elmer's is like, I can't get an even break. Yep. And then also I watched Yankee Doodle Dandy, which is the Dandy or Daffy? Uh, is Daffy in it? You know what? I it might it, be Yankee Doodle Dandy. I bet it was Hitler in it. <laughs> no. You know, this is the one where uh, Daffy shows up at a record executive's place, and he's got a kid with him, and the kid is wearing an, an election hat, or not, a, you know, oh, I, and he's got yeah. his, is he like licking a lollipop? Yep, and his huh? his name is Sleepy, and, and uh, <laughs> does so, he do anything? Or yeah, so what happens is like the whole entire cartoon, which is like eight minutes or something, which right. actually that's long for a long time. Um, is Daffy talking about how stupendous this kid is and how much he's going to knock the guy out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so what happens is finally he's like, okay, let the kid sing, right? And Sleepy gets up and he starts he starts singing and I think he sings Moonlight Bay. And he's got, <laughs> he's got like an amazing... Um, he's got an amazing crooner voice but then he starts coughing and he's like uh my (laughs) dreams dreams (laughs) (laughs) and then it just ends what (laughs) yeah well you know i've heard that back when they were making these they were just like seven minutes it's over yeah right you know you're out of time so anyway yeah there's several that don't really have an ending (laughs) <laughs> or, or I'm out of here is the ending fever dream endings what are you gonna do is the ending of like 25% of Looney Tunes yep so anyway that's all the Looney Tunes I watched always fun I enjoyed them I watched them uh, first thing in the morning man is it a good break in between some of these especially what's coming up uh, yeah good 12 o'clock so I guess that's late enough in the day to watch Little Rosie hello <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say my name. It's 13 episodes of the Nelvana 
not loved uncult classic. Little Rose. Uh, about eight-year-old Roseanne, her sister Tess, and best bud Buddy, mm. who use imagination to overcome various obstacles like lack of an identity. Mm. <laughs> it's things less weak. It is weak. Because and it's a little rosy. What they do, if, you know, if you watch Roseanne, Roseanne is like, it's about the working class, you know, it's about the it's about mm. you versus the man. So what they've done here is they've switched it so that it's about kids versus parents. They wanted to grow up, but won't have our way. She sounds like Edith Massey. Eggs, eggs, where are my eggs? Yeah. So, <laughs> and also, Adam, uh, you know, I don't have a ton on little Rosie, but I oh, did. Oh, man. I did want to point out that Roseanne voices her at in, some point in the bumpers, I think, and then okay, and then not in the regular show. Yeah, Kath, Kathleen Lasky is Roseanne. Uh, you might know her as Birdie on Sailor Moon. Uh, Birdie. No, this is what always. I didn't see this show when I was a kid, so I always wondered, like, oh, is this just Little Roseanne? So it's about Roseanne, Jackie, and I guess Dan. No, no, no. It's about Buddy and Tess. Uh, Buddy is uh, voiced by Noam Zilberman, who is Curtis Shumway on Alf, and hey. Tabitha Saint Germain was Tess, who is Rarity and Granny Smith on My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. <laughs> yeah, also, I, I didn't mean to laugh, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> any Brony fans? I did not it mean to true. laugh. Also, Lisa Yamanaka, Judy Marshak, Tony Daniels, and Stephen Bednarsk. Tony freaking Daniels. Wow. Also, Michael Fishman, DJ himself, appears somewhere in here. Amazing. Uh, ugh. I just can't get over it not being little Roseanne. It's little Rosie. It's Rosie. And it's so it's not based on reality. It's not like the Roseanne sitcom, which was based on her life. No. This isn't about her abusive childhood no, on the Roseanne yeah. sitcom either. Yeah. I keep waiting, like, oh no, he's going to belt her. Does not happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, so the funny thing is, is in preparing for this episode, we realized that there is an episode where Rosie has a dream that she's an adult. Oh, yeah. And Damn, they, I want to see that. And they show the cast, apparently. According to what I read, they show her husband, they show her three kids. And I would have loved to have seen that, but we didn't find it. No, that's been, for some reason, it's been <laughs> wiped why, off why? the internet. I don't know if Roseanne may have said something controversial. <laughs> I haven't really picked up a paper. It's so rare but, for a Roseanne thing to disappear. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, that's an interesting thing. You know, if anybody knows where that is, please post a link. We'd love to see it. That sounds hilarious. Or mm -hmm. awful. I want to uh, know if Jackie's there. I yeah, wanna, I want to know. know a lot. I want to know if they're like at the dinner table or on the big gross couch. I want to see Dan. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the episode Super Rosie. That I, sounds I, super awful. I caught that one too. Rosie is causing havoc with her soccer ball when it ends up in Mrs. Kanker's yard, who uses a vacuum to suck up the ball into her house. Rosie complains to her mom, rightfully, who just lets Mrs. Kanker steal other people's property out of laziness. The kids try to watch TV, but Dad steals their spot and immediately falls asleep. Adults are pieces of shit. Rosie argues yeah. that kids need representation and becomes super... I'm gonna become super Rosie. Yeah. And you all get to be reporters. And then they complain, so she's like, alright, you get to be my less super sidekick. Yeah. Because only one person gets superpowers. <laughs> I'm not playing with you anymore. They fart into the sky and sniff out trouble at the clean your plate kids. De <sighs> so stupid. Detention dinner center. 
It's dumb. Ran by Lex Liver. Oh. Burn this card. Our, hey our tubby tyke and subpar super friend stop Lex, Rosie's mom, from serving gross food. It's hot dogs, pizza, and shanks from now on. More Coke, more Snickers, says Rosie. <laughs> At Camp White Glove, mean corporals, mom and dad find filth everywhere in order to torture children in the army. A lot going on. Three <laughs> heroes blow the adults away. Oh, now there's trouble in TV land, as one of dad's boring infomercials has Rosie's favorite TV clown hostage. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll show him. Rosie gives him 50 years with no power tools. Uh. <laughs> Now kids can watch Pratt Fall the Clown 35 hours a day. Suddenly, the president's p politically active daughter calls to report <laughs> missing balls worldwide. True. Rosie suspects <laughs> evil Dr. No Fun. Yeah. Right. And using his, her supervision, <laughs> sees her collecting all the kids' balls. Dr. No Fun. <laughs> that does sound like No Fun. Six are robo parents on the trio and are nagged. To turn that music down and eat your peas. Oh, God. Jesus. Dr. No Fun ugh, threatens the kids with broccoli. Oh, which Buddy get... jumps on like a grenade. That's almost uh, a joke. That's funny. That's funny. I'm going to put a little star by that. <laughs> One laugh. The ball machine explodes and the kids' face are brushed with balls as they fly toward the old woman's face. The humanity. <laughs> Show canceled. Unfortunately, in reality, they all remain ballless. Rosie goes to apologize and ask her for her balls back. Uh, the old lady returns the kids' I've balls. I got them in a jar. <laughs> what those balls? <laughs> <laughs> the old lady returns the kids' balls. Oh, hooray. I love that fairy tale. Yeah. And Rosie immediately <laughs> kicks it back into Mrs. Kanker's yard. Oh, Mrs. Kanker. I wish little Rosie would meet little Louie. Oh, a little Louie oh. fart in her face would be awesome. Yeah. You seem really pushy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm the star. Uh, Tess should be <laughs> Jackie. Yeah, you're about the size of a star. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. It rides itself. This is like Pudge Rats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like baby uh, it looks like baby blues. Half of this is lost. Is half of this is lost media because it's not good. This is definitely weird in 1990 because it's like what a kid from the 60s think kids in the 90s would find funny. Mm -hmm. It's like you're off by 10 years. It's one of the few things in this lineup that straight up doesn't work. Florp. You realize that? Like, I mean, it's not the most disappointed I've been about Roseanne. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I guess it still makes more sense than the lottery season. On that note. Ugh. <laughs> um, so this show aired like kind of once and then was canceled due to disagreements over changes to the show and the infamous infamous national anthem fiasco. What can you believe it? Rosie sang that horribly. <laughs> and then for some reason in 1992, Rosie and Buddy, the special aired that was like. Oh, my God. Really? It was Roseanne and Tom Arnold as adults named Rosie and Buddy, and they drive to Cartoon Town. Seriously? And much like this, it's like, dude, five years too late. Yeah. <laughs> Ten? How much? It's just, they're just so not on the mark. It hurts. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. I think I Beetlejuice no does a cameo in there with the Care Bears. It's ridiculous. It's wow. like a low-rent cartoon all-stars to the rescue. It sucks. Hmm. <laughs> but hey, we, we 
<laughs> Did you watch any other Little Rosies? Uh, no, I watched this. I think I watched the same one. Getting ones up you did. your little rosies. I was ready. I was ready to be done with it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's if this were impossible to find, that would be fine with me. <laughs> I'm I'm almost I'm cool with anything in this lineup except Little Rosie. I think. You know. Yeah, I was trying to think of other ABC shows. Wizard that, of Oz is not that, would that be, much fun, but oh yeah. <laughs> but other than that, at I, least it's like, well, what are they doing? Yeah, I'd rather it's something. I'd rather, I'd rather watch it than Little Rosie. Um, I was trying to think of other ABC shows around this time that would make good littles. So Little Sybil, Little Coach, <laughs> Little Doogie Howser. He's really little. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Little Murder She Wrote. <laughs> Lert, <laughs> little Grace Under Fire. <laughs> I'm having a Quinn. Baby. Quinn, get out of my body. <laughs> little Twin Peaks. And little life goes on. I think that would be adorable. Uh, little twin peaks. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> little twin seeds. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Little Rosie. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Twelve thirty. Let's round this out with a good old fashioned season three or four. A pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, I can't believe they're pushing this off till twelve thirty. Yeah, this should be in the. It should be mix. A, it should it should this be is a hit. it should be on the eleven slot. This probably. is a hit show, right? Um, um, it really kind of flies under the radar. Adam, you know, so <laughs> my my ruminations on this. Um, this time, <laughs> we're talking about it. God, I just I hate all this doo wop music. Oh, you don't like the music they chose? It, I guess it's not as they already did '60s music. We've heard lots of that in Scooby Doo, so I guess they were like, "Well, because they're ten years younger or whatever." I appreciate '50s. The, I appreciate the fact that they chose the direction and stuck with it. I it's understand just, the math. Yeah, it just grated on me a bit. Of course, <laughs> keep in mind, I just got done watching like Mystery Incorporated, a bunch of good Scooby Doo. So, how'd uh, you just, like that? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the opposite of this, though. It's hyper serious. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is hyperactive. Um, Real self-parodying. Mm-hmm. Uh, developed by Tom Ruger of Animaniacs. Uh, Don Messick, Casey Kasem, Carl Steven, Kelly Martin, Christina Lang. Hey, usual suspects. The gang. Um, this is this is one of the few Scooby-Doo's to win an Emmy. Oh, really? This and Beetlejuice. Oh, to be nominated. Damn. <laughs> to be nominated. Oh, okay. <laughs> ABC, <laughs> ABC was popping off in the animated department. Maybe they won, but they, you can't can't deny they weren't nominated um so uh, which episode do you want to dig into uh let's see i watched um uh i watched season two episode six the computer walks among us Ooh. and um i don't know just i, I just wrote down you know maybe this is more like some questions for you adam i think <laughs> like right. uh i i i like red herring Oh yeah, <laughs> this is, that's pretty cool. That's like a guy. What he always seems like he's done it and he didn't. Well, here let me let me explain because I watched the episode <laughs> yeah. about red herring. Oh okay. Um, Night of the Boogie Biker at the Mystery Inc. Treehouse. Everyone relaxes except Freddie, who obsesses over frequent false accusy red herring. So he just <laughs> always blames red herring. He's upset. Obs- Freddie's obsessive again, huh? Yeah, he always has to be like impulsive about Interesting. stuff. Scooby swears he ate the missing pizza, but Freddy doesn't buy it, saying the dog just thinks he ate it. Chill down, <laughs> Daphne bets Freddy he can't go 24 hours without blaming Red Harry. 
<laughs> he immediately awesome. he immediately begins sweating and cracking. And uh, when Red's aunt Edna co- arrives to hire the detectives to find her missing bike, they investigate while Freddie gets the shakes. Uh, <laughs> when Edna Edna tells the kids about the ghostly boogie biker who must have come back from the grave for the hot rod she owns uh scooby sniffer acts like a magnet to the clues and velma discovers red's jacket red swears he's uh looking as well and he learns of fred's bet causing the weenie to pass out from frustration uh, <laughs> the gang follow tire tracks to the boogie biker who scares the hair off our gang it's a little wild take after a quick costume change suddenly the ghost is in a race with velma and scooby on the mystery machine skateboard i I always oh. forget that they have a mystery machine skateboard. Do they? But what, they don't. They use it sparingly, and they they make Velma angry when she's driving it. Really? <laughs> she's like, and she has a helmet on, and everybody else is just like, "Whoa!" That's wild. So it's a another piece of the show. So it's a longboard. Exactly. It has like a motor on the back or something. <laughs> Uh, the spooky ghost takes off and they discover a wrench right before meeting suspicious neighbor Winnie Bagel, who hates loud motorcycles. Following the tracks, the gang finds a shed with the bike and run into the biker again. Accidentally falling onto a bike and going flying, Scooby knocks the biker over and Shaggy asks Freddy, Who do you think it is? And <laughs> Freddy says, Who do you think I think it is? <laughs> Even I know. <laughs> Velma, I haven't even seen this whole series. Velma man. is shocked to reveal the culprit is, in fact, Red Herring. Oh, my God. Freddy falls on the ground sobbing and kicking. I said that. I said. Red admits he stole it to spruce it up for his aunt's birthday and dressed as a ghost to keep her away from the shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What it, a plan. It was Red Herring. The case is solved, and now it's time to eat. Or it would be if not for Daphne's watch. Her watch disappears, and Freddy returns to his old catchphrase resuming blaming fred for or uh, red for everything awesome that sounds great actually <laughs> uh adam a couple things um i think like uh this has got a really low frame rate kind of did you notice you uh, know like the art i, I want to say is this the most different art of all the series of all the Scooby Doo series, yeah, or yeah. all the ones we watched this morning? Yeah. Do you think this is the like? Let's let's say both. Yes. Let's say who. Uh, this should really be paired with like the New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. Mm-hmm. 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 That would be a great hour. Yeah. This is kind of like uh, this is kind of like how Teen Titans was after regular Titans show. You okay. know, like this is like this is the Teen Titans go. This is silly and has seen the other show. Yeah. You get to see their parents here, crazy stuff like that. Um, I didn't like Fred's. I don't like Fred's buzz cut, but that's just a, <laughs> that's just a style thing. Here's here's more yeah, of a yeah. qu- here's a question for Adam. All right. <laughs> yeah, Dusty. In this series, uh, Scooby seems to, or Velma seems to have some kind of sway over Scooby. Like he just cannot say no to Velma. Is that is that something in every series, or is that just here? Isn't she the one who has the box of Scooby snacks? I feel like you're right. Yeah, I bet he'd do it for a Scooby snack. I feel like she says that. Miss, I think they kind of plant the seeds of that here. That's why her like, sweater's so baggy. There, there's the thing because she's got Scooby snacks. <laughs> she's got food in there. Mm-hmm. She's like a turtle. She goes in there. There's a TV. <laughs> oh, hey, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. You know. I remember 1989 or 88, whenever this premiered, being like blown away and being like, whoa, this looks like 
somebody's trying. Yeah. Effort was put into this. So many expressions. And we weren't completely tired of shows parodying themselves. Mm-hmm. This was fresh. I've said before that I think a lot of times Scooby-Doo is the best version uh, in, in a lot of our lineups. It's, it's yeah. the most successful. Uh, you know what I mean? It's up. Well, I mean, Scooby-Doo's up there with the Simpsons in longevity and number of yeah, episodes. Yeah. I think Sco- a, any Scooby-Doo cartoon is least likely to disappoint uh-huh. uh, in a lineup. They're they're almost like the best feature on an album. They're pretty good, you know. So, anyway, it's interesting. Scooby Doo. It's like pizza, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I you always hear people complaining about reboots happening, and I, I always am annoyed when people are like, "I can't believe they're rebooting Scooby Doo." I mean, they've been rebooting Scooby Doo twice yeah. your age. If you don't reboot Scooby Doo, you never get Mystery Incorporated. You know, like. I oh, mean, actually, I guess that's not a reboot. That's a, that's a soft reboot, right? I mean, yeah. they're all kind of reboots because they're yeah. if they're not called Scooby Doo, where are you? Then they're a new show, and they did that after like two or three seasons of that. So they, mm-hmm. they just do them in two or three season lots. It seems. Hmm. I don't and know. They rerun them for eighty years. Yep. Fantastic stuff. I'm shocked when people. I guess I, I too, before I really started doing this podcast, was like, ah, Scooby Doo, meh. But, but now you realize it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. You wouldn't expect it to. It does require paying attention. That's what I'm saying. Scooby Doo gets <laughs> that's like, no fun. It gets like the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh sure. So we'll, we'll probably have an episode devoted to it. Scooby. I want to. <laughs> we got to watch that. They did like that new 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, yeah, right? I'd really like to see that one. Yeah, check that out. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. <laughs> what a lot of cartoons, gang. Yep. But we made it through 1990. What a crazy time. We're going to continue next week on CBS. I think it's a little lighter a load. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but in the meantime... Uh, check out, you know, all that stuff we said at uh, every Saturday morning dot fun. Yeah, we'll put little those weird <laughs> new kids comics on there. Videos, the comics, yeah. and uh, also you can check out me, Adam Fair at Adam Fairland uh, on YouTube. Yeah, right, and uh, check me out at Dusty is Certifiable on the gram. All yeah, right, so. awesome. We'll all go do that right now. Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your uh, thing. Bye, guys.